Hey everybody, it's Backing the Pack the Podcast. We are back from the dead, briefly perhaps. <laughs> Maybe just a one-off, uh, depending on how totally depressing this football season goes. But, uh, Will, we felt like we needed to come back and to discuss some things this week after the Boston College fiasco. Uh, yeah, we both have some things to get off our chest about this this season and that game in particular. But, uh, yeah, uh, things are not good in, in Raleigh right now. Yeah, which, of course, leads to the first question here. Is, is it as bad as it seems to be? Should we, in fact, all panic and smash each other's skulls and feast on the goo inside? <laughs> uh, honestly, I... I, I hate being that guy, but yes, it is that bad right now. Um, State's offense is a joke. Like it's almost laughable how bad it is. Uh, and I'm, you know, honestly, I'm not sure there's anything they can do about it right now. Uh, I mean, they showed brief glimpses with Leary in the game. Uh, but, you know, Hockman sure as hell ain't it. And uh, for some reason, uh, the coaching staff felt like the Boston College game was a great time to bring back Matt McKay, who I thought had been demoted to third string. But uh, there's been some injuries, too. Uh, you know, I don't want to make that excuse. There have been some. But team's just not good. And out of the five games that are left uh i mean even georgia tech looks iffy now yeah yeah i don't think they don't think there's any um reasonable way to expect that game will be easy given that nc state has played horrible on the road all three times out so far so <laughs> no reason to think that'll change no definitely not i mean you could tell within the first two series what type of game we were going to have against Boston College when Hockman is literally just trying to give the ball to Boston College. And it took him, you know, three or four tries, but he finally got it to them. Uh, Perseverance, yes. Uh, you know, you got to can't fault the guy for not giving up there. But uh, it's, it's just not good. Um, there's no variety on offense that like the run game is certainly not a threat and the pass game isn't either um so you know i don't i don't really know what they're supposed to do other than just try to find some way to scheme uh a win out of somewhere that i mean if they want to go to a bowl they've got to win two out of the last five games and you know i hate this is my nightmare scenario, but <laughs> I know where you, you're going with it. You know where I'm going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but state will obviously lose it at wake. We all know that's going to happen. Guaranteed. Uh, they're going to get, lock. they're going to get curb stomped by Clemson. You know, no shock there. Um, Louisville, I think will be a, a challenging game. I don't see state winning that. I think they sneak out a win against Georgia Tech and then make the finale against Carolina. Uh, basically, whoever wins that game goes to a bowl because I think Carolina will be in the same situation. And that will just be gross. 
That does not sound pleasant at all. No. No. Let's let's avoid that if we can. Although at this point, I'm not even sure. After after watching all these extremely underwhelming and frankly not at all interesting games, it's like, do we want them to play a 13th game? I don't. I don't know that I really <laughs> care that much. But yeah, you know, it's it's hard to kind of keep things in perspective, I suppose, when the quarterback situation is like your worst possible case scenario. I don't think anybody would have guessed that it was going to be quite this bad coming into the season, and it's a serious issue. And quarterback, of course, is one of those things where when your quarterback is playing poorly, then it makes it, makes it look like you know there's 10 problems when there's really maybe just a couple. But it's... I mean, it's uh, Bailey Hockman was just completely out to lunch. That was the confusing part, I think, to me uh, in that Boston College game was just how out of it he looked when he played there early. I just terrible throws, even the ones where he had some time to throw, just didn't yeah. make any sense. And then, yeah, before you know it, you're behind the behind the eight ball with giving a team that loves to run the ball the lead. So it's just hard to find a lot of room for optimism at this point it really is it reminds me i mean obviously i'm not the only one that's made this parallel but it reminds me of the years shortly after philip rivers when state struggled at quarterback and there was very um it was very challenging to get anything done on offense and i agree um about Hockman, he just did not look like he was in the game at all like he wasn't in the stadium his mind was elsewhere i guess i i don't i didn't know what to make of that other than he needed to get off the field very quickly yeah um and you know coming into that game the you know, state's defense had played pretty okay um the last couple of weeks they had had um you know decent efforts the offense was just letting them down and they just got steamrolled by Boston College and there was it was a pretty simple game plan they were just going to run it right down state's throats and there was nothing they could do about it it must be nice when you have a running back who's like 8 feet tall or at least looks that way once he's got a defensive back of normal size on him just AJ Dillon huge dude tough to tackle granted very still does not excuse some of the poor tackling this to me was reminiscent of the the west virginia game where it was like yeah the focus and the effort just wasn't quite there yep. defensively um, no excuse for that at all and it was frankly a little confusing because at this point i've at least felt like we could hang our hat somewhat on the defense right. playing well at least up front but as soon as that was not going to happen as soon as boston college broke a couple of those like 50 yard runs after guys missed seven straight tackles or whatever yeah the game was effectively over i mean it's it, clearly yeah. the defense wasn't coming back from that and they had to they really needed to play from the lead in this game just to force boston college to actually have to throw the ball with their right former walk-on quarterback starting guy who didn't have to do a damn thing all day Mm -mm, not a thing uh it was uh it was a game that state really had to win to make getting a a bowl much much easier is in your you know five and two you only need one game out of the remaining five there's an op there's an opportunity there to do that now you got to win two games and the prospects for doing that suddenly become that much more difficult right and 
it's hard to inject a little bit more optimism back into the proceedings after you just get blown out after what was, you know, by all accounts, a, a game between two pretty evenish teams. I mean, the Vegas line was only a few points in NC State's favor. Just same thing as like what we saw with West Virginia. Again, State was favored in that game and gets blown out by three scores. Right. Uh, I mean, I would say the West Virginia game, in fairness, was a fair bit closer um, for a longer stretch than this Boston College game was. The BC game was effectively over probably by the end of the second quarter. But it does make you wonder when you see a game like this that's kind of a total... Uh, deflating kind of a total lack of any sort of real concerted effort uh, mm-hmm. are they starting to get frustrated and is it like an is there an internal problem now where they're getting frustrated that everything things haven't worked out so well this season is it is stuff like that starting to pile up a little bit you know i don't know it's hard hard to tell i i don't know where it's it's coming from either i mean they just did not look prepared for that game whatsoever. Um, I don't, and and I don't, I don't really know. Um, part of me just wants to chalk this year up to it being an aberration, particularly with quarterbacks that you know these are ones they just missed. They didn't anticipate, you know, Jalen McClendon transferring and they just weren't prepared for that but um you know this is there's a they're starting to get that sentiment among the fan base where you know we're in year seven and and this type of crap should not be happening which i think is fair i could i understand the frustration you know but uh it's hard to I would say I have the I go back and forth on this I've been doing this for like a month now it feels like just on the one hand yeah it's year seven and we should be doing better than this and you know the, the offense should, shouldn't should look like it has no idea what's going on from top to bottom that's all concerning those are legit concerns I think but at the same time uh, between the quarterback and also the fact that they've had an incredible number of in, injuries I I don't. I do think that's had a significant impact on the trajectory of this season, just from the fact that now they have like a, you know, like a couple of rubber bands and at playing backup cornerback these days. But uh, <laughs> um, just losing guys in places where you just couldn't afford it, losing a lot of leadership guys. Um, some of the few kind of impact seniors that they did had on this team have hardly played it feels like and um, mm-hmm. I mean not all of that explains the fact that they've been listless and seemingly without much focus on in some of these road games I mean all of that stuff gets back to coaching for sure so there's certainly some aspects where you can say alright this is unacceptable but uh, I don't know I'm, I'm certain I guess uh, what I boiled it down to for myself is that I'm not looking at whatever happens this year as being keep Dave Doran or fire Dave Doran. Right. Yeah. No, like I don't, I don't think there's any scenario based on the win loss record, the rest of the way that would lead to Doran being fired. Like they just re-upped him. Um, This is, you know, not a trend or anything. Um, And, you know, they've got help coming in, in, uh, next year when Ryan Finley's brother gets here. So 
We hope. <laughs> yeah, we hope. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I would I would hope they um turn it around next year because I you know don't see that happening this year. No, and you know, I mean, it, it, partly it's just you have to get a little bit lucky here and there, and that sure. is with injuries as much as anything else. Um, and this year is just. That is not the way the cookie crumbled. Just haven't had really the first team defense since the very first week of the season, and it's just been struggles abounding elsewhere. Of course, you know now down a second offensive tackle on an offensive line that was already pretty thin on experience. Although they've yeah. actually held up okay, I think some of the criticism has been unfair as far as that unit goes. They've done a good job of keeping the quarterbacks upright still, despite everything, but. Uh, Still, just everything kind of adding together has not not worked out to this program's advantage. Tough year for a transition to be losing your quarterback, losing a bunch of assistants, losing uh, tons of experience elsewhere, having a young team, and then also getting hit by the injury bug like crazy. Yeah, it's just a that's a bad combination no matter what. So it's I'm trying not to overreact too much to what we're seeing as much as it is demoralizing. It it is very demoralizing because, you know, it's just kind of a perfect storm right now, and it doesn't seem like there's anything that that state can do to right the ship this year. Um, you know, even even if things were going better, I still didn't. I still wouldn't think that state has any chance in Winston next week. Um, they certainly don't have any chance against Clemson. You know, even if they are having a good season, but there were the the remaining three games I had all marked as winnable at the start of this season because Louisville was going through and they got a new coach, they got a you know transition there. Georgia Tech is running a non triple option offense for the first time in years with only triple option players, and Mac Brown is back at Carolina and. He, who knew what the hell that was going to be. And now, you know, Louisville looks a hell of a lot better than anyone thought they were going to be. Georgia tech surprised, uh, against Miami and Carolina has been all over the place this year, but they're winning games. No one thought they were going to. Um, so it's, um, you know, I, I, I would not be surprised if state didn't win another game this year. Um, the Georgia tech game is the most, uh, or the biggest or the best opportunity I should say for me. Um, but you know, at this point, if they're coming out on offense to start a game and go in three and out three and out, barely getting like two yards interception for a touchdown, you're not going to beat anybody. No, it's that's not going to work. So hopefully Devin Leary is, in fact, slightly better than Bailey Hockman and Matt McKay. Otherwise, we're in trouble. It's just going to be the same thing over and over again. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, Louisville, is, I think, has been, for me, easily the big surprise this year because yep. it, it wasn't just that they quit on Bobby Petrino last year, but clearly they had some pretty significant talent issues mm-hmm. in some places. And so what they've been able to do with that offense in particular, that's one of the better offenses in the league, amazingly. Their defense is terrible, but that offense can score. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive as far as I'm concerned. And that's definitely 
they're at least as good as NC State, probably a little better. And now looking at North Carolina, just the key for them was just obviously they have a quarterback now, so that helps. Right, a lot. they do. They <laughs> I do. Was, I was pondering this too the other day. When was the last time NC State played UNC with without having the advantage of the better quarterback play? Oh gosh, uh, it's been a while, right? It has been a. It's been several years. 2013, no, I guess. No doubt. Yeah. Doran's first year with the mess state had at that point, maybe. Ooh, and then, yeah. But it's been it's been a rare thing. For that's been obviously a big part of the reason that NC State has kind of taken control of the series over the last ten right. years. Exactly. So that's another thing to another hurdle to overcome because I don't think certainly if you look at the advanced statistics. Carolina is not any to any particular degree better than NC State, but having a a pretty big edge at quarterback can make a pretty big difference. Obviously, yep. So that's a concern. Um, so we'll just have to see how it shakes out. One thing I do know for sure, though, is if NC State cannot start forcing some dang turnovers on the defensive side, like there's going to be no. No favors, no surprising wins to be had here. This nope. is just this is getting out of hand. This is ridiculous. It it really is. It makes it, me angry. It, like I just want to <laughs> like strangle the imaginary football guys. Like what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what is this garbage? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a tough go. Um, I I don't know, you know how it's going to get any better. Honestly, because neither side. I mean, the defense has played much better than the offense has but like you said they're not doing anything that puts them back you know like gets the offense a chance to get a quick score or anything like that with a turnover and see that's the other thing too yeah is if you can set your offense up perhaps early on in some games with a a free some gimme points there right build some confidence but they're not doing that because nc state's defense has not forced a turnover in any of the last three games so at at no point like if there's been a short field it's been because of just being able to back the other team up into bad punting situations but other than that there's been no real advantageous you know quick change situations where the offense could kind of maybe start to turn things around a little bit just been no help that way either so yeah it's just like the worst of both worlds just colliding building on each other yeah it's not good it's just kind of a a perfect circle of suck like we talk about the circle of suck in the ACC Coastal every year and how it just laughably like connects earlier and earlier states team right now is a circle of suck because the offense can't do anything to help a defense, which gets tired. And the defense can't do anything once they're tired or early on, for that matter, to force turnovers to give the offense a chance. And it's just this never-ending cycle right now. Yeah, they're tired or like half the linebackers have an arm fall off. You know, it's like one of those <laughs> things. But uh, NC State has forced five turnovers all year. There is exactly one FBS team that has forced fewer turnovers. That's New Mexico State with four. Oh, by, boy. By some miracle, you would think uh, NC State would be buried in a negative turnover margin, but that has not been the case because State's only turned the ball over itself six times. So, hey, it's not that's not that bad. So it's not like – so the turnovers aren't – I guess in, in like a raw sense, they're not being finishing like minus four every week and, and getting decimated that way. But they could be doing themselves a few more favors. That's that's for sure. And they're just that's 
as much as anything else, just kind of the uh, one of the big themes of this year is just not doing yourself any favors. Right. Yeah. And and they're not. They're uh, they get in the hole uh, early and they can't seem to do anything to claw their way out. It's it sucks. Like uh, I was saying earlier, you could tell just very early on that state had no chance winning that game. Right. And it's it's one of those things at this point, it does start, I think, to become a mental block in certain ways. And you, we've seen as well when they do get chances, when they do have opportunities, they end up doing something or stalling and settling for a field goal in the red zone. It feels like they've done that 20 times already this year, though they probably haven't been in the red zone that often. But uh, it sure doesn't feel like it. A lot of field goals. Too many field goals. Not enough touchdowns. Not enough anything. Um, it's just tough. It, I just was looking at the passing stats, and it's just depressing to look at 6.4 yards per attempt, which ranks Ugh. second nationally. That's just Ugh. gross. Um, I guess the silver lining, if there is one, is that Bailey Hockman has some sort of like magic potion where he throws the ball to the other team's defenders, and they drop it like 9 out of 10 times. It's <laughs> amazing. Boston College finally broke through the hex, but before that... Hawkman could have thrown like eight interceptions, probably. Yeah. So he's had that working for him. Unfortunately, um, he should have channeled that towards his own teammates, but it didn't work out that way. And now I guess we've probably seen the last of Bailey Hawkman this year. Now I guess now it's interesting. Like, what if uh, this next time out, Devin Leary, of course, we're assuming he's going to start at Wake Forest. Again, tough road environment. Well, not tough exactly for the crowd reasons just for the team on the field reasons right but uh not an easy situation although wake's defense has had its problems but if he struggles uh, now what do you do i mean is it do we just start do we just begin an endless cycle of rotating here do we just like make it like a like a conveyor belt line just put mckay out next for this quarter and then put hawkman out for the third quarter and then start over again i don't yeah that's that's kind of where i was like uh, in the Boston College game, where they're they're bringing McKay in randomly, it just felt like jarring when it, th- there was no rhyme or reason to it. Um, and you're right; like we may get to um, the Wake Forest game. Leary has a rough couple of series, and then in comes McKay, and it's it's just like. I don't. I really don't know what they they can do at this point. All like Leary showed the most promise at during the BC game, but uh, you know, can he sustain that? And if he doesn't, uh, you know, we're kind of hosed. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, in all serious seriousness, like they're probably just going to have to stick with Leary at this point and just ride it out. Yeah, and see where it goes. I mean, at some point. There's no value in just shuffling them around endlessly right. anymore, especially if yeah. we get to a point where it doesn't look like the postseason is going to be happening. So if they just want to stick with Leary at this point, that's fine with me. I think I think we can all say, honestly, that we've sufficiently seen plenty from both Bailey Hockman and Matthew McKay to know that we're not, not missing anything at this point. No mysteries abound. No, no. There's absolutely zero mysteries there. And I think... And the other thing they've got to sort out, be it be it uh, this off season or 
maybe down the stretch here is is the play calling. I think it doesn't doesn't feel like that's helped in any way, shape, or form. Just I'm, I've just kind of had this gnawing feeling that the the co-offensive coordinator thing is going to end up being a, a pretty significant disaster. Oh, without question. Um, that's that's one of the things that consistently gets brought up amongst you know the guys I went to state with, and then people that I see talking about it online is just that the that plan or idea has pretty much been an unmitigated failure it's been ugly you get nothing against the coaches um but just don't have any experience hardly any experience i should say as offensive coordinators so then when you throw in quarterbacks learning on the job and your coordinators are learning on the job and all this stuff it can make for some tough times and i think we're seeing that so i just and it i mean the the play calling there's like seven things seven thousand different things i don't understand the first one i would say is that why didn't they install anything offensively to help matt mckay use his legs more frequently it didn't didn't seem like they really modified anything to help there and then another example that you were just talking about in the boston college game where they don't seem to have any sort of like overarching scheme or direction is when they brought K in in that goal to go situation which actually I could live with but then they didn't stick with it I mean they they ran in for a couple times they got there got in there close and then on third down they take him out and bring uh, Hockman back in and then at that point it's obvious what they're going to do they're going to try to throw the ball and it didn't work out at all so you know to me it's just one of those things where fine if you're going to do that then stick with it stick with that plan like run the ball it, it did work well that's one of like the one thing that worked well when matt mckay was the quarterback was those situations but uh, just everything feels scattershot like they're not sure anything was really mapped out or planned coming into any particular week really <laughs> so yeah yeah like that's I'm with you. It, they're just—it almost seems like they're just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks at this point. It's just—it feels like one of those things that could eventually derail Dave Doran's tenure if he can't get this mm-hmm. sorted out. Because that's obviously kind of an important aspect of the team, and I think we all had our problems with Eli Drinkwitz here and there, like maybe my man liked his trick plays a little too much, but geez. <laughs> At least there was generally a, a coherent plan that you could kind of understand you know, right. what, were, what right. the thought process was on any given sequence of plays or drives, but uh, this year not so much. And then, like, granted, he walked into a full cupboard at App State, but they're kicking ass. I mean, it, it's not an unfair statement to say that App State's the best team in North Carolina right now. No, they they pretty much got that uh, got that moniker locked down. I'd say after beating Carolina on the road, but yeah, no, that's he's doing a fine job there. We'll see what happens after a few years. That's usually the that's usually what tells the tale after he's got to do his own recruiting for a bit there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean it's just one of the many losses. Just. A, a lot of attrition at, from coaching on down, so it's tough. And I don't know if Dave doesn't seem like the type of guy who likes to to really make changes unless he feels really, really forced into that type of thing with his staff. So I don't know if we should expect a new coordinator this offseason. Probably not, I'm guessing. But yeah, um, that's cur- that's worrisome going forward. Even if the quarterback is Philip Rivers reincarnate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they, I I feel like. 
there's going to have to be some sort of coordinator change, uh, at least on offense after the season, if they can't figure some of this out. But uh, whether or not they actually do that, who knows? Um, if Debbie Yao was still the AD, I would say it's definitely going to happen. Um, <laughs> it, you know, Boo is still kind of a question mark for me um, because I feel like he's a lot uh, less hands-on than Debbie was. <laughs> um, so I like he. I, I don't really know what his read or what his take on this is, but it'll be interesting to see what ro- role he plays going forward. Yeah, and I I feel like it, it would be understandable if he wanted to kind of operate at a bit of a remove this year just because sure. it's his first revenue sports season either way, so it's you, you got to kind of observe a little bit, I'm sure. But yeah, I don't know. Um, ultimately... You know, the buck stops at Dave's desk, so if he's feels like he needs to do something, hopefully he will. Um, I don't want to attach everything to those guys this year. Obviously, there's there's plenty of cracks in other places, and if they, and ultimately, if they don't figure out the quarterback situation, then it doesn't matter who's going to be calling those plays. There's going to be just more struggles ahead, but... Uh, I don't know. There's more issues, I suppose, it feels like right now than than I suppose we thought there were after the last couple of years. Sure seems that way, unfortunately. It's just tough. It's hard to pin any one thing down between all the issues that we've discussed today. So, like I said, we'll just have to kind of... I'm going to try to just manage these expectations the rest of the way as best I can. Just, just going to keep repeating to myself that like half the team is hurt. There's only like two cornerbacks left on the roster who can walk. Yep. You know, things like this will hopefully help me get the rest of the way through this thing. And at this point, if they make it to a bowl game, great. That's, that feels like a decent accomplishment based on what we've seen so far. Oh yeah. Yeah. If, if they make it to a bowl game, I will consider, you know, that a relatively decent win for the program, given the state of where it is, currently this season because uh this feels like a season that's rapidly spiraling out of control and if they can somehow grind six wins out of this season i I think that'll do a lot for dave particularly if he goes into a bowl and wins it yeah i mean it's a lot of that stuff is just perception but i think sure is to some degree it does help you just if you can end on a positive note it just helps mm-hmm. guys give those guys a little positive vibe going into the offseason you know just yeah i suppose that might have a little bit of value perhaps but uh, yeah just so we'll just have to see that'll be the other thing too is assuming they lose the next couple of games then that's going to be a three-game losing streak going into that louisville game so then it's where are they at mentally by then? Are, yep. they, are they still in yep. it to the point where they can win two out of three, or are they just kind of done? Yep. That you'll you'll know pretty quickly in that game, I think. So we shall see. Hopefully slightly more positive times ahead. <laughs> I hope so. But uh, never know with this team, with this league this year. All right, Will. Uh, I suppose we'll wrap it up here. Any parting uh, shouts or swear words or anything like that (laughs) just just get two wins please like just do it try to make it happen 
anything if possible, make it mildly entertaining. Yeah, yeah, please. Like, can we just score some points? <laughs> yeah, just, just, just a, maybe a, once or twice a couple games here. That'd be nice. No more of this 16 to 10 crap. Okay, I, I, that was enough. Once was enough.